uh, you know, won't if if the military comes into this, won't it make the president look like even more of a dictator than they already call him? Isn't it going to look bad, uh, authoritarian? <laughs> I and I get what they're saying. Um, my my thoughts on it are. I think a very, very large portion of the country is now at the point where they really see the absolute danger of a for, literally like known foreign owned individual coming into power in the White House, in the Oval Office, um, literally having our nation owned and operated by China and probably others. Um, and they understand at this point, considering every other outlet has been exhausted, that the only way is having uh, a known good, the military, step in to, to fix. So if that's how it plays out, um, they're, of course they're going to say that, but I think a, a huge portion of the people are at the point where they understand this cannot, this cannot happen. This yeah. it cannot go to China, you know, we cannot let that go down. Um, yeah, I don't know what y'all think, but go ahead. Does, that, does anybody really think that that boot on Biden's foot is for a broken foot? <laughs> Sorry. It's big enough to hide a lot of stuff in there. It's definitely know, weird. But yes, you will look at you look at the shape of it just above the ankle where it bulges. Yeah. Because it's it, it I I don't believe he's even gonna see the White House. No. I think that, that that's where the martial law comes in. Maybe that's what it does. It takes and throws him out and it pulls the rest of the scum that's there out with him. Yeah, and you know, uh I'm sorry, Pam. No, no, you're good. Go ahead. Um the president doesn't like to be predictable and he will draw his enemy in pull him close, smack him upside the head, and then do what he's got to do to fix the nation. He, in, in, every time he comes out smelling like a rose, he allows, he, it's like Jay Sekulow said a few years ago, he doesn't believe there's any such thing as bad press. The president doesn't care about bad press or, or what people's opinion is. He cares about this nation. And he's going to do whatever's necessary to try to unify this nation. And the people that doubt that um, he would use the military wisely, it's going to be amazing because there, be there will be a news cycle when this happens, but it'll die quickly like every other news cycle, and he'll come out looking great. So because he is so trustworthy so far with everything he has done and has kept his promises so well, I think that's kind of the cycle we'll see with it all myself. Yeah, you know, I was... I was thinking, I've been thinking the past few minutes, like I, a few weeks ago, this would have had my heart like pounding out of my chest. I would have been like really worried, but for whatever reason, I am not, I'm sure y'all can tell, not, not worried one bit. I'm feeling just fine for whatever reason. I don't know. I feel like maybe, maybe I should be, but I am not, I don't, I don't know. That's Weird. the peace that passes all yeah. understanding. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Exactly it. And, and remember, guys, Trump's only a dictator to people who disagree that there was any fraud. If, if you're actually even a Republican at this point going, 
Oh, well, I guess since the Supreme Court didn't so-called see enough evidence, there wasn't fraud. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Trump's coming out and saying, hey, here's what I want you learning from this. Look at all of this fraud. Look at all this fraud. He just, he constantly foreshadows like he has been. I mean, look, we, we, we had that Twisted Sister video was a Q post today. You know, that we're not, we're not going to take it. So that was, that was played as a Q post, I believe, today. Um, or the 8th, the 8th. I take that back to three days ago. Um, so he's not done fighting. He's not going to concede. I, I, yeah, I, I don't. So the, the people, I guess, in chat that are, that are those individuals kind of losing hope. Okay, again, look at all the team members Trump's playing with. Nobody's giving up. They're still going to keep fighting, guys. They're not, I mean, nah, I, I, I'm very hopeful. I, I can't wait to see what's next, truly. Yep. Something big is going to be happening, obviously, within a matter of, you know, like next, within the next week. This is like going to be huge. This is like playing 3D chess uh, quadrupled. <laughs> I was wondering, Pam, do you think, I, I don't know enough about the law, maybe you can help me. Once they submit evidence to the Supreme Court, does that make it, even if the evidence isn't reviewed by the Supreme Court, does that give it more uh, substantiation as evidence for future cases? I mean, once it's accepted by the clerks, um, isn't there some kind of, I, it seems to me I heard somewhere that once it's submitted in a case, it has standing moving hmm. forward. Um, so I don't know if it only has standing if they hear the evidence, um, or if it has standing simply by being filed with the clerk and verified, but that could give more tools in the future for future cases. That's all I was wondering. Interesting. Well, uh, I think Radix is going to be here in just a moment. Um, we're already five minutes over. She's not down here yet. So, um, yeah. anyone have any closing thoughts? No, just to thank you. Here? Thank you for letting us share a little hope video and try to lift some spirits today. Things have been pretty hard hitting for a few months now, and uh, it was a pleasure. Yeah, it's always enjoyable to come on, always. I love playing around with you guys and on top of it. You all have to remember this battle belongs to the Lord. Yep. Yep. I think people are going to be, I don't know. You're, well, you're going to see some interesting things happen and I wouldn't, wouldn't worry too bigly. Guess we'll see, but, um, yeah, amen to that. All right. Um, well, shoot. She's just still up there messing around. I don't know what she's doing. Uh, <laughs> um, here, let me bring up. Oh, there she is. Where are the deltas? Yeah, yeah, I just got through going over that. Um, okay. 
Remember, we're still waiting on Linwood's the report case. from, oh yes, also Linwood's case is still active. It's still going with the Supreme Court. So there's still that. And remember, he's been saying what the evidence that I have is truly like mind boggling. Uh, I forget exactly what he said, but uh, something along those lines. Yeah. Um, let's see what he's saying right now, actually. Do, do, do. Pray for our country, pray for our president, pray for all Chinese troops. Oh, he's mentioning that Chinese troops on the Canadian border. What did I tell you, everybody? World War Three. they're positioning for it. And we've been told, actually, for a long while now, 16-year plan. Let me pull up that image real quick. This was the plan that they were going to be running through. Look at post 26. Post 26, I'll bring that up just a sec. So here's the 16-year plan to destroy America in a graphic. Barack Obama's eight years, obviously they went through that. Um, install rogue operators in government, fund terrorism, nuclearize North Korea and Iran, sell off all the special access programs uh, to China and Israel, who knows where else. Um, Fund supply, North Korea and Iran, weaken NSA, reveal programs, cut military funding, stage the Supreme Court, target and weaken the conservative base via propaganda and mind games with the public, weaken command of generals and military generally, relax the borders and flood illegals, um, and kill space supremacy. And then over these past four years, we were supposed to have this, World War III. There it is, right there. And this, I think, was posted like two years ago, three, maybe even closer to three. World War III, real and orchestrated. So the battles and the death and the destruction, obviously real, but the reasons would be orchestrated, just like World War One and World War II. Um. I don't think I really have to repeat much of this because I've been talking about this for the past like 10 days, um, the World War III stuff. Yeah, they were planning on this. And really, I think they've been attempting as best they can to continue down the path with this plan. Yeah. Um, and they have been maneuvering things into place, obviously, as that tweet mentions. I don't even know where it went. Um there we go, Linwood. Chinese troops on the Canadian border, U.S. ships positioned on both coasts. White House accounts tweeting examples of U.S. military might. Lots going on we don't even know about. God bless our president. Wisdom and courage. Linwood says, pray for our country, pray for our president, pray for all. I'm telling you, I've been telling you, World War, we're on the verge of World War III, and I sadly, as scary as it is, I don't see another way that this ends. I don't see another way that these people get put out of power because they own the countries they operate out of. They're not going to get arrested in those countries. The only way this ends is with war. As, as scary as that might be. World War III. Um, so prepare as best you can for that, people. I mean, could we still foreseeably see, Pam, a canceled election? I think Flynn's just recently hinted about that. 
that uh, you may that may be what happens under martial law. I I don't know. Um, yeah, and then Radix mentioned post twenty six. Think about it logically. The only way is the military fully controlled, save and spread. Once eleven dot three verifies as first marker, biggest advance drop on poll. Interesting. All right, she's ready. So we're out of here. We're out of here. Bye. I love everybody. See ya. Thanks for coming on tonight. You're welcome. Thank you. Yep. Good night, guys. All right. It's all you. Enjoy. All right. Let's see. Um, sorry I'm late. I got distracted. I had to do a Pokemon battle <laughs> with Ree. She made me be ball pick, so she was being easy, and of course she won both battles. Um, that was funny, though. <laughs> so I got distracted doing that. And I had this weird, like, floaty thing in my eye, and I couldn't look at screens for, like, um, like an hour or so. It was this weird, like, spinning circle. That's not cool. The people that were uh, in Demo's chat, they heard me talking about it earlier, so they know what I'm saying. <laughs> but it did finally go away, but it was really creepy. Okay, so um, tonight's show is called Supreme Court Rejects. Um, this, unfortunately, uh, this is the Texas case um, that was just rejected, and... Uh, I just will um, quickly read uh, certain things that were put out. Now, remember, um, this is not, uh, Lynn Wood's case is docketed on the Supreme Court. So, uh, but this is the Texas one that was being um, rejected. So SCOTUS blog says, breaking the Supreme Court has denied Texas's last ditch effort to overturn the election results in four battleground states that voted for Joe Biden. Look at how they word that. Um, no, clearly there was voter fraud. How do you know the people in those states voted for Biden if you haven't investigated the voter fraud? And it says, in a very brief order, the court says Texas lacks Article Three standing to sue other states over how they conduct their own elections. In layperson's words, a state has no valid interest under the Constitution in attempting to police other states' voting procedures. The separate statement from Alito slash Thomas is based on their view, not shared by a majority of the court, that SCOTUS is obligated to take up any case that invokes the court's original jurisdiction. It is a technical issue and says nothing about the underlying merits of the case. So there's that, right? This actually is not, it's not saying that the, the case itself, like it says nothing about the evidence. It's simply stating that they don't, they believe they don't have standing to bring the case. So it's not saying anything about like, oh, they don't have any evidence, blah, blah, blah. And then Brad Heath reported, here's a Supreme Court order rejecting Texas's attempt to throw out the results of the election in four other states. The court declined to hear it. The only dispute is a technical one over the manner by which it is killed. And uh, has a link here to the Supreme Court order, Texas versus Pennsylvania et al. 
the state of Texas's motion for leave to file a bill of complaint is denied for lack of standing under Article 3 of the Constitution. Texas has not demonstrated a judicially cognizable interest in the manner in which another state conducts its elections. All other pending motions are dismissed as moot. Statement of Justice Alito, with whom Justice Thomas joins, in my view, we do not have discretion to deny the filing of a bill of complaint in a case that falls within our original jurisdiction. See Arizona versus California. I would therefore grant the motion to file the bill of complaint, but would not grant other relief. And I express no view on any other issue. You're not Sharon, by the way, Radix. Yes, I know. I'm just okay. reading this. <laughs> Um, the court's decision that Texas lacks standing to bring the case means it could not and did not reach the other issues. So none of the other stuff that was contained within the filing have been looked at or any kind of judgment being made on them. But these claims have all been rejected for many, many, many other reasons by other state and federal courts. Justice Alito and Thomas indicated that the court was, in their very consistent view, required to hear the case, but that they too would not grant other relief, meaning they wouldn't sign on to the Texas request for an injunction throwing out the election. After all that, not one of the Supreme Court justices nominated by President Trump even made a squeak in public to support this breathtaking attempt to invalidate the election. That's, of course, coming from Brad Heath, who's a scumbag. But I follow him because sometimes he does have interesting legal takes. He says there are a few other cases that are still ongoing. There's a state court challenge in Georgia, a federal case in Wisconsin, um, which is coming up um, either today or tomorrow, and an appeal tomorrow to the Wisconsin Supreme Court. Okay, so there you go. And there's that. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's, it is what it is. Um, I don't know how many people thought that like the Supreme Court would provide uh, relief. Um, in my opinion, I am not really a fan of these people. I was not like a big Kavanaugh person because of his time in the George W. Bush administration and the fact that, you know, all these people are like Ivy Leaguers, whatever. <laughs> the only one I like is like Clarence Thomas. <laughs> uh, I've always called Gorsuch useless since he's been on the court. Uh, we all know um, Justice uh, Roberts is most likely compromised either because you know, a John Roberts appears on the Epstein flight logs, and that could be him. But also the fact that uh, he had some weird thing going on with the adoption of his kids where that may not have been, um, like, on the up and up. So there, there may be some kind of thing there. So, um, yes, uh, cue it up says, Tracy said they didn't decide on the merits of the case. I just read that. They basically said Texas didn't have standing to bring the case. But if you listen to what I just read, Justice Alito and Thomas said either way, even if they did have standing to bring the case, they would not, they would not vote on any other issue. They wouldn't, they wouldn't grant them relief 
The only thing that they would they would have done, Justice Alito and Thomas, is they would have granted standing or jurisdictional uh, ability to bring the case, but they would not have given them relief anyways. So even if they refile it, what I just read you should explain that. Um, I don't, uh, Tracy Beans is not a lawyer. She didn't work in law for 10 years, as far as I know. So just saying. I think right now, I mean, this is not the news that anyone wanted. I think that people are feeling, you know, very deflated, but there's, we can't panic at this point. I mean, I I didn't believe that there was going to be a lot of movement with the Supreme Court. No. I know that was a lot of, you know, it caused, it caused me a lot of frustration too because I don't I don't want to give people the wrong impression. I mean, something could still happen. Linwood's case could happen. Other courses or cases could be brought up, but. Um, I think that there's other plans. I mean, the evidence, I believe, that uh, the, the CyberSec team has, the Kraken, Sydney Powell, none of that has even been addressed yet. And um, I still stand by what I've said all along, is that I believe the military is going to be the way to go about this. And it's frightening and scary, but, yeah. you know, I, I have... I have faith that this has been planned for. I have faith in the Q team and I have faith in my military. And, um, you know, there's good patriots all over this country and there are some good ones left in our military too. So, you know, I don't want to give anyone the impression that, you know, you should go out and go, you know, Rambo or anything. I mean, that's no. not, it's not the time for that. It's the time now is to say, okay, yet again, uh, you know, our constitutional rights have been stomped on and, um, you know, this is the way of the world right now. And uh, in the end, it's going to work out. Trump is going to be our president. And within the next, like, well, on the 14th is when it goes to Congress. And that's when the real shit show starts. You guys think yeah. you're frustrated now. You have no idea what's coming. It's going to get so disgusting and so frustrating, but we got to keep it together. And um, I hate to use the, the catchphrase of trust the plan because it's, you know, it's such a, it's been so cliched out now and there have been disappointments, but guys, we're looking at, you know, what, a month and 10 days before <laughs> all of this stuff comes to fruition. Trump has to be president on the 21st of January or he loses all executive power. Uh, Pence loses all of his presidential power in the Senate. Everything has to be at least somewhat resolved by the 20th of January or it's game over. Well, I've always prepared for the worst, and the way that I think about it is so many of these institutions have been corrupted. You know, we just saw, you just watched the Republican Party stab everybody in the back consistently. And, you know, some speculated that that Texas case brought by Paxton was purposely designed to lose and that they brought it like that on purpose, knowing it wouldn't get hurt, just so they could browbeat and say, oh, rah, rah, we were doing something. We tried. That They're known for doing stuff like that. So that's the first thing. The second thing um, is the fact that he has spent so much time, him and like Mitch McConnell, uh, appointing all these judges, right? Over 150 federal judges. 
And if you look at the record there, how many of them have actually been very conservative? Not many. I mean, they've given a couple wins to things like immigration and stuff like that, but hardly. Some of them have even denied like his travel ban and stuff like that when that was appealed. Some of the judges he appointed didn't allow it. I mean, what the hell? So there's that. Um, you know, and I think that uh, people need to be realistic in what they're expecting to happen because I'm so sick of the echo chamber armchair uh, quarterbacks telling everybody, oh, just wait for next week. Just wait till next time. Oh, it's going to, then this is going to happen. No, I'm not dealing with that. I'm not going to go through these constant emotional cycles. You know, it's not right. And so I don't trust any of these people. Here's the thing is that there's a couple of things. There's so much to say. So, oh, where do I start? There, Pam called it the other day and he said, you know, this is psychological warfare. Okay. And I don't like that. I don't like that tag, but technically it is right. This has been live action role play because information has been released to us to get us fired up and to get us to act, to get us to move, to get us off our ass and speak up and get out there. Right. And, um, the Q movement was needed by our president. He needed us just as much as we needed him. So you have to look at it from the perspective of, okay, if it is a LARP, live action role play, PSYOP, however you wish to call it, this is an emotional roller coaster ride. We're all experiencing that. But really this is about showing the public, showing the world the corruption, and I personally believe that's exactly what all this lawfare is, and it's a trap. It is a complete trap because Trump now knows who stood up for him. Trump knows who in the Republican Party kept their freaking mouth shut and never said a word in his defense. He knows all these governors who certified elections and uh, secretaries of state who certified elections knowing full well that that this election was a fraud. And I I truly believe that 11.3, all of that references the 2020 election. Those are markers. They knew it was coming. They knew there would be fraud and they watched. And I mean, I did, I was looking at data that I sent over to Code Monkeys, which I'm sure he ignored because it's all historical data. But it shows way back, you know, in 2006, all of the election fraud with Smartmatic and Dominion, none of this was a surprise. If any of the secretaries of state that were certifying the, the machines, had they ever asked a question? I mean, it was all over the media, you guys. This is not something that's new this this is they have a historical record of being foreign owned and i don't want to go off on a tangent here but this is foreign interference in a u.s election that's not going to stand and that's not going to be heard by the supreme court that's going to be handled by the military you guys that is basically an act of war well we do have an executive order that was signed in 2018 on that but here's another thing In 2017, after the first election in 2016, President Trump had put together a group to look into voter fraud. He put together a commission, and then he disbanded it before it had done 
its job before it was able to finish because the Republicans whined about it and the media attacked him on it. So he disbanded it. That was why we never got that report. So I feel like yeah. there's your first mistake. The second thing that I, ha I take issue with is the fact that, you know, the problem that I don't I think many people in our community see is the fact that this country is now thoroughly divided. You have both, no matter what happens at this point, half the country is going to be pissed and they're going to feel like they got cheated. A, a house divided cannot stand. And then if the military gets involved, that's going to make it even worse because historically they're not supposed to be political and it's going to give them the appearance of it. And I, I think even if proof comes out that there was foreign interference, I think half of the country is too brainwashed for that to even matter to them. They're still going to look at it as they're, they were somehow lied to or manipulated or whatever. And that's going to cause resentment. Okay, so there's a couple of things on that. And I understand where you're coming from because I, I was thinking the same thing. But if the military, and again, I'm, I'm just being an armchair quarterback here too. I can only make my own assessment here, but everything so far has lined up exactly as I thought. The report that we were supposed to get on election fraud, the reason why we didn't get that was because we didn't want it to get into the hands of the left. And I don't, I don't even want to say the left, let's just say the bad actors. He didn't give it to them then. Congress uh, just recently um, was complaining in the 2018 primaries that they wanted data on election fraud and they wouldn't give it to him. And then just a couple months ago, um, the uh, they were complaining about it again and they refused to give it to them. And the reason why is because they didn't want to tell the enemy how they had identified previous election fraud because that would give them insight into how to do fraud again. They, like if there were 10 methods that they cheated in the 2016 election, uh, why would you tell them that you identified those 10 so that they could use 10 different methods? You don't want to give them your cards. They intentionally did not release that report. We all have been bitching and complaining. I know I have many, many times about not receiving um, the election fraud report, but now it makes sense. Um, and then the other piece, like I hear what you're saying, like I said it earlier, this, that they're going to be a dark cloud over this election. So let's just say that, you know, two weeks from now, he calls uh, for inner in the insurrection um, you know let's say he does that and the military gets involved I personally believe that they're going to have proof of widespread fraud that's going to be indisputable that even the left will recognize but I also think that we're going to get another election I personally believe that we're going to get another election because I don't think Trump wants to live for the next four years under this cloud of he cheated. I think we're going to get a new, free, fair election that's run by the military and not using voting machines. That's just my armchair quarterback. Take it for what it is. That's what I believe is going to happen. But there could be more cases that go through the Supreme Court. Maybe, maybe um, you know, we will get some relief there. I just, I just don't see that happening, though. I don't. I think another issue that I take was all of the people that came out and, like, puffed up things that weren't real. Like, when we were told that there were secret QR codes on the ballots and 
you know, that never happened. That was a lie that was put out by people like Dr. Steve Pachanik that claimed that there were somehow these like, you know, quantum QR codes and we were going to have the quantum voting system or blockchain thing. And that never happened. Nothing came to pass with that. So I feel like there, there are people that are inserting false narratives into this, and it makes it very hard to uh, have faith in some of these voter fraud cases when we were lied to about there being the watermarks. That didn't happen. That's not true. And we heard about that for weeks. I mean, I even shared that story because I, and I told people that this guy was like, shady and so you never know what to believe with him because he kind of goes back and forth certain things he said in 2018 are like different than things he's saying now and he is a known um what's the word like exaggerator yeah right and some of the things he says is true though and then some of the other things he says is not like one thing he said was like the trump campaign used julian assange to like orchestrate a coup on hillary clinton or something that makes certain people look bad. It's like, what are you talking about? No, they chose to release that on their own. Why would you try to like tie President Trump into that? There's no evidence that that happened. And so, you know, but he's very good at like, you know, inserting himself into things and making it sound like he's on your side. So that was one thing. Um, it's just garbage, you guys. There's so much garbage that goes around. I honestly, it just that's one of the reasons why i like stepped down from the soapbox because the misinformation was so on ultra high that it was like you can't even swim in these waters they're just so full of swamp water you know yeah i'm not necessarily you know calling soapbox out on that i'm just saying in general like i've i unfollowed hundreds of people on twitter just because of the misinformation and intentional deception and it was just getting it pissed me off you know and I'm not an expert in any of this stuff. Really, none of us are. We're we're just trying to, you know, live our lives. But if you go back and you study the Q post, it's there, you guys. This is the lawfare stuff that we're seeing right now is how we're going to get voter ID. That I feel very certain of. I, it's there. It tells you that. And this lawfare stuff that's going on right now is how you show the public. Nobody believes anything that's going on right now. Like I had a conversation on my Twitter with a guy on the left and he was just so gone. He's gone in the head. He doesn't, he doesn't even comprehend it all because it's all the left lying mainstream media. They're so misguided. And I, I don't know. I think, you know, we just have to take a deep breath. We need to accept the fact that this court, it was rejected, or, you know, the Supreme Court rejected this case. There's potential of other cases. There's a whole lot of evidence out there that somebody is going to have to do something with. And I have total faith that on January 21st, Trump is our president. I do. I hope so. I don't know. I mean, I don't see the, what, why it's been allowed to go this far. And I can't see what the purpose is of like, cause I see so many people online saying, oh, just like eat the popcorn and enjoy the show. And it's like, well, what does that mean though? Yeah, I'm not what's the type the, of person that yeah, can do that. Like, <laughs> I can't do is, that. What's the purpose of like 
allow, if this is a scripted movie, what is the purpose of this part of the script then? I don't believe that to be the case. Because if you think it's a scripted movie, you believe then that the Patriots are allowing this to happen for a reason. Why would they allow it to go this far where ever, no matter what happens, now half the country has zero faith in the elections and what happened. And so the other thing is you've got people like Alex Jones out there riling people up, telling them that they need to show up at politicians' houses and, you know, take things into their own hands. And it's just like, that's really dangerous and really bad advice. Well, here's the thing, though, is that, and, and we've seen it. We, Trump has a huge enemy right now, and his enemy is the mainstream media. And the only way that he can get around the mainstream media is to show the public. There have been many on the left who have seen this election fraud, and there are even people that have voted for Biden. They've seen how they, they uh, hid the Hunter Biden story, uh, and many, like 10% of them said, well, if I had known that, I wouldn't have voted for Biden. It, this is how you show them. And it, we had to go through the show period too, right? We had to witness things on our own and dig on our own and understand on our own before we could believe it ourselves. So, I mean, unfortunately, I this was the only way to do it because if he had tried to go out and arrest these people, there were too many that were in power and control in the past. It, it never would have happened. This is how you're going to do it. You're going to show the election fraud on a wide, grand scale. You're going to call, in my opinion, guys, this is just me. You're going to call for the Insurrection Act because you're going to say that these people partnered with a foreign government to overturn uh, an election. Uh, and then you're going to see people who are arrested. Uh, and then, you know, they're going to do a quick, clean sweep and then... I think, I hope, that they're going to do a new election. I, I really hope that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Well, um, um, yeah, I, yeah, processing it myself. So we just yeah. did the show earlier with uh, WTPI before this came out. And I was thinking, you know, my closing comments for the show was there, that, that SCOTUS would probably take the case and that they would... Uh, basically say that, yes, they didn't follow and, and, and not necessarily make a decision on the election. Unfortunately, I think that they thought that they were making a decision on the election and, and that propaganda, unfortunately, had probably won out. But what I was, what I, what I was trying to say is that if they had ruled on it and, and said, that, yes, they, the states violated the, the as far as following the electoral process, then then they would need some kind of an event or some kind of something that's very simple, something that's not like a paragraph in length, but something that's like a, a few words, like, can you believe blah, blah, blah happened? That's that sort of thing. Or, or can you believe this person did blah, blah, blah. And so as, as a way to basically get people back on board, because essentially by being robbed of the election night victory, we didn't, they didn't get this, the referendum that was clearly there as far as the landslide is concerned. So because of that, now we have the divide, which is what they wanted ultimately anyway. Yes. Um, whether, whether or not it, it would have went their way and they, they would have cheated enough, um, I, 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 I still think that, you know, they were probably going to try to come back in the later days, but I think that they, they overdid it on election night. Uh, probably, 
uh, not, you know, when I say for the best, I don't, I don't know any other ways to say it, but because it was so cartoonishly exaggerated, it's, it's easier to see. So now I, I guess I have to, it's not going to be the way I was thinking where you're going to have some kind of galvanizing event that would have basically mm-hmm. been the catharsis that was missed by, yeah. the, by the potential landslide and the referendum where people would realize, oh my gosh, these people were in the majority and well, okay, why did they say that I wasn't in the majority or I was in the majority as far as people watching the mainstream media? So if that's not the way it's going to be, it seems to, that now is it, it's pretty much the opposite. Um, they, you know, we are already in the know, but they're not. So now there has to be some reason for them to clamor, I suppose, for, uh, the Biden administration to not, you know, take over or, like they, I think it's going to be, I guess now it's, it's the other way. That's, that's what I, that's what I've been, that's what I'm thinking as you guys were talking. Well, you know, I think that we've got to be careful because I don't like the way that, um, we don't want the appearance of like a military takeover of the country. That is not something that is going to have like normies go, okay, I feel better now, or I feel better about the election. That's there has to be, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't like talk of the insurrection act and like martial law because I don't see that inspiring confidence in anybody. Um, it know. sucks. The whole idea of it sucks. I want. I don't want to be able to be arrested without my rights being read to me, or yes. being confined for an, uh, you know, undetermined amount of time. The whole Re- insurrection act is freaking scary, guys. Martial yeah. law is freaking scary. But when you run into a point where you are in a constitutional crisis, which that that is exactly where we are. And don't don't think for a second that the deep state isn't freaking deep. Like if this doesn't prove it, I don't I don't know what will. I mean, this is uh, this is interference by foreign countries meddling in our election, our right to a a free election. That is as deep as it gets, you guys. That's big. And the only way to deal with it is with big measures. And I I, I understand, too, like what you're saying. Like, I just don't think that Trump is going to let it be and, you know, call in the military, arrest all these people because he's going to be seen as a, t- a, a tyrant. That's not what yeah, he's going to exactly. do. exactly. He, he's going to show overwhelming evidence that cannot be disputed, that everyone is going to be like, holy crap, we're busted. People will get arrested. A lot of people will get arrested. And um, that's why I say I really think he's going to redo the election. I, and, and if you look at the Q post, it says right there, that's how you're going to get voter ID. He will never get any other um, pushback on voter ID ever again after this all goes down. That's what the Q posts tell me, and that's what I truly believe. That's how you're going to get voter ID. Yeah, um, you guys in live chat need to calm down. I mean, so many of you guys are like acting like emotional children. When you are emotional, you can't think clearly or critically. Didn't a Q post tell you that? That the, that the purpose of the media is to get you all emotional and riled up. Well, you're doing that right now. Calm down. Good morning. Whoa. Yeah, I don't know what that was. Wait, what's that? Ears. What the heck? What are you doing? Oh, my word. 
Yeah, I don't know what that was. That was yow. <laughs> but anyway, oh, so I don't know. I just yeah. So what is it? Enoch says, yep, listen to Radix. Don't freak out. Like, I mean, we should be outraged. We should be upset. We should not be happy with this news. But, you know, we can't panic. That's what they want us to do. All of these news articles and all this garbage that we've heard in the press in the past, you know, president-elect and all that bullshit, we need to just take a deep breath, realize that, you know, there's got to be another plan there, you know. I hate to say it, you know, worst case scenario is uh, Biden gets elected and then he gets arrested, but they're going to jail. Don't think for a second. Biden is not getting away with with what him and uh, and Hunter have done. The evidence is there. If you guys read that Senate report, it's there. They're not going to let it go. Hey, can you guys hear me? Yes. Hey, uh, sorry. This is Cole. I just wanted to jump in Hi. because I... Hi, sorry. I, it was really exciting in here, and uh, so I figured I'd kind of stop in for a second. Um, exciting, yes. <laughs> in, a, in a weird way, yeah. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to say, I think uh, in Mike, like uh, when people were talking about how this has got to be a scripted thing, I don't think this is a scripted thing. I think the whole thing is dynamic and it changes all the time. Yes. And I think that this was the Supreme Court was probably the last chance for us to go through with this with good optics. You know, it was the last step for us to see if everything still worked, and it doesn't. It it obviously showed that it doesn't, so it's going to have to be dealt with in a different way. And unfortunately, you know, it, it it's looking like uh, a militaristic kind of way, and that's not what anybody wants. But you know, let's not forget like kind of who led us there. And uh, I mean, it, it is scary. Like you were saying, it is very scary. But you know, it's kind of becoming a reality and it kind of sucks that it has to be that way but i just figured i'd jump in and kind of put my two cents in yeah that's what i had said earlier is that i think that this was it was a good faith effort done by the president to give them every opportunity to do the right thing he yeah. gave them every option to do the right thing and they failed at every step they they landed in those traps on every turn all of these GOP who turned their back on him, all of them that didn't stand up for him, uh, all of this evidence that was presented and nobody did anything with, it's just, it's all a trap. I really believe it. Yeah, and I, I guess the, the, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to step on you. I was just going to say, last thing, I, I promise I'll, I'll, I'll bounce out of here, but uh, I just want to say, I think this is really a testing time for all of us, uh, live chat, you know, everybody here, all of us here talking. Um, it, it's a testing time for all Anons and all people who are following this because, you know, we've been told many, many times that we're going to have to, it's going to get worse before it gets better, or we're going to have to walk through the darkness before, you know, we come out into the light. And I think we're at that point in the tunnel or wherever we're at, you know, metaphorically where it's very, yeah, the precipice it's, it's very dark. We're looking over a cliff, but you know, we're going to get wings and we're going to fly right off of it and we're going to be just fine. Um, but how we're going to go about it might look a little scary. So I guess it's, it's all about how yeah, we perceive it. it. It's going to be a bumpy ride. When it gets to Congress and that shit show starts, you guys really need to buckle up because if you think it's bad now, just wait. It's that roller coaster ride is going to do some major loop de loops on us. And they're going to pull out, you know, it's, it's a fight to the finish, really. The Dems have gone all in, right? It's just like a poker game. They've gone all in and uh, things could yeah, get a little bit dicey. True. 
but you know in the end i i just really do believe that they planned for this long in advance um and steps have been taken and uh the evidence is going to come out not the stuff that you've seen rudy and uh his team do i don't i think that was really just a show i hate to say it but that's how you show the public because people watch that and they they witnessed it themselves and even if you're on the left some of that stuff you just couldn't ignore it woke people up wow that's true um one other thing that i think i think we have to think about too is the fact that he just got rid of a lot of the scumbags in the pentagon he just uh, defunded the CIA. <laughs> well, not defunded them totally, right. but basically what he did was made it impossible for them to carry out their foreign operations covertly under the cover of the DOD and the military. And, you know, so now they're going to have to, if they want to continue to do that shit, it exposes them now because they'll have to use their own drones or whatever it is. You know what I mean? So he did that, and there are other moves being made that look like, okay, they're preparing for something. He just put Ezra in charge of special operations. What for? Well, I mean, I don't think that these people are going to allow China to win our election. And it's obvious that they were involved. We had a Chinese guy give a speech uh, in Beijing in front of a group of Chinese people, and he's— to, like bragging about the fact that they not only influence Wall Street, but politicians, and he named Joe Biden and basically said, yeah, you know, we like, we influence these people, we can handle them, blah, blah, blah. And um, the other thing, look what's come out with like Swalwell, Diane Feinstein, AOC, the three of them being seen with Chinese spies We've got issues with Canada. Their military was going to do some kind of joint training exercise uh, with Chinese troops. And one of their, somebody just shut that down. I think it was like the, the US military basically said, look, we're at, we have um, you know signed security agreements, five eyes, et cetera. You need to rethink this because it's a national security issue for us because you're right next to our country. You're, you're like on the border. And so I think that the US military just shut that down. So that should tell you that they are aware of this and they know. And the other thing, part of what they did with the CIA yesterday that we covered is they wanna focus on China and Russia and stop with the fake terror bullshit, you know, ISIS that was created by the CIA, you know? Yeah, you know, Radix, you actually make a really good point with Ezra. You know, you would think, you know, he could have been placed into the administration at any time, you know, right. while POTUS was there. And they chose to put him in, or at least, you know, maybe that's what, the way I look at it, you know, like right now, within the last couple months. So it's kind of telling how they're placing everybody and the timing and how they're, you know, it's and Cash Patel too. Yeah, that's right. So there's that. So I think that it is um, a fluid situation. But uh, there was one other thing that I saw. And so, again, this is also, there are other cases going on. This was a case that I think was brought in bad faith by Republicans. And I think that um, 
they did that like on purpose, right? By basically saying, so basically they could say, oh, well, we did something. You know what I mean? But not really doing anything. Um, Yeah, we haven't haven't really lost anything uh, in that regard, if you think about it from that perspective. And so the other thing... Well, I, to one point there is that they brought up a lot of cases that, that really didn't have any, um, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but it, it wasn't like they were going to win those cases. They brought them up to cloud it so that the Democrats could come back and say, oh, look, he's lost 22 out of 23 cases. It was talking points. Yeah, I agree. Honey, are you down here for a reason? Oh, you want to take a picture of the cat. Okay. So I see a couple of people out there, you know, Q, please give us something. You know, we need a Q post. We don't, guys. Go back and read the old post. It's all there. It well, is. It's yeah, all there. It seems like a lot of that stuff was for this year. You know? If you um, go, if you look at COVID, if you do a search on COVID and if you do a search on election, you will you will have a better understanding of what's going on right now. And the Chinese spies, I mean, they have really, I think, kind of corrupted Congress. That's how I would look at it. How are you going to let Congress make a decision on the election when we've seen all of these congressmen with Chinese spies? Well, and there was also the talk that uh, Pompeo just did, uh, you know, that he did— you know, talking about all the universities. Thumper and I talked about that this morning uh, where he tried to do a speech at MIT and MIT said, oh, my COVID can't do it. And he did it at, I think it was Georgia Tech or something like that. And, um, you know, basically saying the same thing, you know, we've got spies. (laughs) We've been infiltrated by spies at the university level who've given millions of billions of dollars and they're taking the intellectual property and taking it back to China and patenting it. I mean, everything is revolving around China right now. And, you know, people, there's a lot of rumors. I'll just call them rumors going around of uh, this earthquake in Maine that 50,000 Chinese soldiers were blown up underground. There's no proof of that. We know there was an earthquake. Um, We do see increased air traffic by the military. Very interesting, but you can't make a lot out of it. We also see um, a lot of our military returning back home, but that was planned, right? Trump said he was going to bring our military home. Now, granted, with the, you know, if you are going to have some sort of military action, like an insurrection act, you want your military to be here. You also want to make sure that your coast, your coastlines and your borders are protected because when your country is at its weakest in a martial law type of situation, you don't want to be invaded. You don't want to give the enemy an opportunity to do anything. So you want to make sure your security is high. So I don't know. We have to really just kind of sit back and and wait and see what's going to happen next, like what card the the deep state is going to play next. They feel like they've had a victory, but I don't feel like they got it. (laughs) No, and I don't think that, I don't think it's going to be allowed. This obviously isn't over yet. It's not going to go away. There are half a dozen other cases right now currently making their way through the system. 
So uh, I think eventually those will make their way to the Supreme Court, and I do believe they will have proper jurisdiction in standing, and so they're going to have to hear those cases, and they can't just dismiss them um, easily, right? They're going to have to go through, because this is how it works. They have to go through and make a, a decision, and they have to write their opinions on why, what their argument is for either um, approving the case or denying it. And they have to do a detailed one. The Supreme Court is not like, it's not a joke. And so they're wow. going to have to explain their legal reasoning and the legal theories behind it. And they'll have to support that with uh, case law. And I think that we have some case law on our side because I was looking at something last night. I forget what it was called, but it was basically saying whenever there is um, this kind of uh, even just the um, one case of voter fraud, uh, the Supreme Court has to, they cannot like, if a case goes to them, they can't allow that to be certified because they basically, I think it said something like they have to, um, they have to uh, say that, okay, we're going to have to do a new election or something because it's tainted now, if I, I, if I understand correctly, if I read that the right way. The, the, from what I understand, though, is that the Supreme Court historically stays away from election fraud cases because the states are responsible for, their, for conducting their own elections, and they revert back to the governor. The governor's certified and the secretary of state for the state them certifying the election because once they give their stamp of approval on it, they're certifying that our case is proven and, um, you know, it was a fair election. So then what happens, like if legislature comes in and uh, they do their vote and then you have two sets of, of electoral votes, the Supreme Court will still rule back to the governors because theirs is certified and the legislature is not. So the problem too that we have is that as of right now, he would have to win five states. He would have, it would have to go to the Supreme Court for five states for him to get the electoral votes because the states have certified their election. So I just, that's why I say that I just don't, I don't, I don't see the court system being on our side. The Supreme Court, I don't think is what's going to get us out of this. I really don't. And once it goes to the congressional side, then, um, you know, if there's states that are disputed, the Democrats are still going to come back and fight it and say, well, the, this, the state certified, the gubernatorial certified electoral votes are the ones that stand. Um, and then Pence, as president of the Senate, will say, no, they don't. But then you're just getting into a pissing match back and forth. And, um, you know, that will lead to them, the Democrats, trying to claim Biden won and going forward with inauguration and Trump going forward with inauguration. Like that's when you game play it all out, that's where it lands. So that's why I keep saying military is really the only way that I think this is going to work. Hmm. Well, it's crazy. We'll see. Yeah, we shall see what happens. And uh, keep in mind that, you know, it's not over yet. <laughs> okay, so let's get into the show now. <laughs>
I don't know if chat's going to let you, but we'll I try. Know, right? <laughs> and you guys, be civil to each other. Jesus is watching. That's what I have to tell my child. I feel like with some of you guys, not all of you, most of y'all are pretty good, but just a couple of you, Jesus is watching, okay? And now is not the time to be fighting amongst ourselves, guys, because uh, if, <laughs> if we can't have a united country, we need to have a united movement. Exactly be civil with one another there's no re reason to be attacking you know the people here in live chat even if you disagree can't you just agree to disagree and be civil about it jeez the very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society and we are as a people inherently and historically opposed to secret societies the secret oaths and the secret proceedings. You guys know what this represents? Well, you and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. You'll find out. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy. America is governed by Americans. Infiltration instead of invasion. On subversion instead of elections. On intimidation instead of free choice. The corporate media in our country is no longer involved in journalism. For them, it's a war. And for them, Nothing at all is out of bounds. Man will be what he was born to be. Free and independent. Damn right. Amen to that. Psalm 30, I will extol thee, O Lord, for thou hast lifted me up, and hast not made my foes to rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. O Lord, thou hast brought up my soul from the grave, thou hast kept me alive, that I should not go down to the pit. Sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. For his anger endureth but a moment, and his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. And in my prosperity I said, I shall never be moved. Lord, by thy favor, thou hast made my mountain to stand strong. Thou didst hide thy face, and I was troubled. I cried to thee, O Lord, and unto the Lord I made my supplication. What profit is there in my blood when I go down to the pit? Shall the dust praise thee? Shall it declare my truth? Here, O Lord, and... Have I 
have mercy upon me. Lord, be thou my helper. Thou hast turned for my mourning into dancing. Thou hast put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness to the end that my glory may sing praise to thee and not be silent. O Lord, my God, well, I will give thanks unto thee forever. And ever. Amen. 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 Built us a strong mountain. Our mountain won't be moved, guys. That's true. She's such a good reader. She's so cute. All right. So, anyways, um, the next thing that we're going to get into, well, a couple things first. Um, well, <laughs> okay. You know, the other thing I don't like is people talking about cessation. That's like not a good idea. No. And here's the problem. If you think about that, that is like setting us up for civil war and for colonization by China. That's not acceptable. No. <laughs> Go ahead. You can, you know, secede from the United States and then we're just going to invade you and take over your government. Go for it. <laughs> you know? I mean, who's going to protect you? No, it's not going to happen. We're going to exactly. invade you. <laughs> yeah, just ridiculous. Um, no, cessation is like not a good idea. And um, I, I know there are people on both sides saying, oh, you know, this is like what we need to do that let them have their side. We'll take our side. Unfortunately, that won't work. And uh, you'd be setting up the entire country for failure and colonization. So think about it from that perspective, please, that uh, that is the kind of shit that our enemies want. Um, okay, so I wanted to bring this up. Uh, propaganda working exactly as intended now, just look at some of these headlines. I don't know if you guys can see this, but um, I'll just read them. Your baby is a little bit racist, science says. That was the New York Post, NBC, how to raise anti-racist babies, according to psychology. I mean, what? Parents.com. Science says babies as young as six months can be biased against different races. New research suggests babies as young as six months old show signs of having biased against people of different races. Newsweek magazine, is your baby racist? Baby list, anti-racist books for babies and toddlers. It's never too early to indoctrinate your children and to self-hate, I mean, to teach your children about race and racial bias. These books can help. Books and resources to help you raise anti-racist children from Brightly. It's never too early to talk to children about race. Oh, you know, even when they're six months old and don't understand a word you're saying. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Six easy ways to foster anti-racism in babies and toddlers. 
what? Anti-racism for kids and age by age guide to fighting hate. What? What? I uh, I, I did. I got really caught up in this crazy dig, and I'm not going to go into the details right now because it would take too long. But basically, um, they have all these lobbying firms. It's linked to like Podesta and climate change, and really? it's a nightmare. Yeah, and oh. I, I should put it together in like an article or something, but yeah. it's a mess. But um, let me, I'm going to share the screen real quick. Can you drop the share real quick? I just, I want to show this because you've talked about this so many times um, about how you've got like saboteurs, right? You've got mm -hmm. people in a movement and they, uh, you've got these different personalities and stuff, but this was in an article and it really blew me away. And we see this in chat too. So you've got, um, and what basically came out of it was it was linked to Tony Podesta who had investments in mining industries, right? Like gold and silver. But he, he was also part of a lobbying firm for the gold and silver industry. But yet wow. uh, John Podesta was on the in the White House going over and saying, climate change, climate change. We've got to stop mining and fracking. And basically, it's just an example of the bullshit playing both sides. Right. Yes. So but look at these were they they basically invaded social media and chat rooms and um art you know articles and stuff and look at how they did it so these are different personalities that they used on social media the derailer seizes on an, a seemingly innocuous section of the otherwise negative narrative and attempts to pull the comment thread into a discursive discussion about that detailed non-issue. Now think about what we see in chat. The drunken conspiracy theorist uncle agrees with the negative commenter, but conflates other unrelated and offensive issues into it, lumping it all together into an unpalatable whole. The semantic nitpicker asks an endless series of questions seeking clarification or pointing out minor flaws in the way the argument is constructed. This can be played both friendly and oppositionally, but by different stacks of kids. The Skeptical capitalist accuses the negative commenter of being in the employee of a competitor to the maligned entity and cites possible economic motivations explaining behind the negative commenter's attempt to manipulate perception. We see this in chat all the time, you guys. The patronizing voice of reason very calmly explains away any points raised in a manner suggestive of patting the head of a small child or a puppy. The confused time traveler always says that this is old news, right? How many times we hear that? and that this issue has already been addressed and solved some time ago. The concerned hipster says that the issue raised by negative commenter is not as important as another issue they feel very passionately about and continues trying to raise the focus of, to broader and more abstract issues that are seemingly more important. And here's the best one. The dog typing on a keyboard chimes in with very poor grammar, spelling and punctuation, and posts frequently to cut, clutter up the thread and make it hard to read. Do we not see this every day? We, every single day we see this. And these are paid operatives, guys. And yeah. this was by, and I, I don't want to go into too much detail because it's too long, but this is one of the top consulting firms in the country that has clients by basically fortune 500 and they basically disguise themselves and and 
change the narrative. This is how they do it, guys. You have to send me this. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> this is the shit we see on our Twitter all day long, right? Yeah. This oh is my the, God. Yeah. It's we see this in, in chat all day long. You see it all over the place. It's insane. But this is this is exactly what they're doing. This is their their game plan. I'll send it to you. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I just today, for as way as an example, I shared this. Um, there was a bit shoot video, and it's it. The title of the video was um, it was something like a witness and voter fraud case assassination attempt, right? So I put this out on Twitter, and I said, um, "Does can anybody confirm this? Does anybody have any?" Uh, information about this, and I said, allegedly, a voter fraud witness um, had an assassination attempt. Is there anyone who can confirm this? So I'm asking for confirmation. I'm using the word allegedly, and I'm very clearly saying that, like, I cannot bet this yet. I'm looking if anyone else can confirm this. And I immediately had some fucking troll like, oh, how do you know this isn't just a hoax? It's like, did you not read what I said? Hello? I'm not saying that this is true. I'm asking if anyone can confirm or has any other information. It's called how you vet something. and But this is like, I get that shit all day, all, all day, day, all day, no matter what you put out and you'll see it, especially like on like the big Twitter accounts, um, you know, anytime that they'll, they'll even say anything, you know, Trump positive, you'll get every one of these players will comment on those threads. And sure, we know the bots are in, in play, but mm -hmm. what's even crazier, and I actually got spooked this morning in the research that I was doing, it actually scared me. Like, this is the shit that gets people killed stuff. And uh, I had um, done a thread a couple weeks ago that started this, and somebody replied back with an article um, that led to this company. And then I went and I looked on that person's thread, and I'm telling you, they're one of these operatives. It's crazy, you guys. They're this is real. They they these are paid people that they play both sides. You'll you you know, just as the example I'm giving. So they're in the mining industry, but yet his brother is is doing the climate change crap to get the deep state, you know, slush fund money. They don't care about the environment, they don't care about the cause. It all goes back to, to big oil. <laughs> it's insane. It's uh, it's crazy. Well, and this is why I kept my account locked for such a long time because I'm able to just like approve who I allow to um, follow me, and so random people can't just like comment on my shit, you know. But of course, Pam demanded that I unlock it so people can share my stuff and immediately i start getting the same hasbara clowns that constantly go after me constantly. the dog typing on a keyboard <laughs> yeah exactly it's like this is why i had set it to private to avoid this constant nonsense or i get you know tagged in like a thread with 30 different people overlaying pictures of jfk jr's face and some other person 
and it's just like nonsense and designed to make you look insane. And I don't know who any of these people are. I don't want to be tagged in a thread with 30 people that I don't know. And it's just like, stop doing that. So, you know, <sighs> okay yeah. anyways <laughs> no it's true Sorry. there's there's operatives out there that they will do you know just try it sometime post a controversial article and you'll you'll start getting comments and you'll start to see what they're doing and uh you'll see how every one of these these people <laughs> or whatever they are it's probably the same person that plays all of these parts and um they do it just to waste your time i've had that on twitter where i've yeah. I put something out there and then you know i have someone that wants to discuss it and get into these long drawn out commentaries and next thing i know an hour has gone by and it's like now i just block them and i'm like i'm not going to waste my time on you because that's all it is it's a distraction yeah or they'll want to sit there and like nitpick over like everything you say oh, do you have sauce for that? And then you show them sauce and they still go back and forth. Isn't this all mm -hmm. new? Yeah, and they're just wasting your time. Exactly. So um, anyways, I want to continue going over this real quick because this just goes to show you, like Roxy said, all of these publications are like propaganda outlets. And this goes for like some of the ones on the right as well. Um, they play different sides of different issues depending on who their target audience is. And so, you know, here you've got all of this check your privilege, clothes white people shouldn't wear, 29 stupid things white people do, and what we can do instead. White women told to stop the cultural appropriation of wearing hoop earrings because they're the result of oppression and exclusion of people of color. Hoop earrings? What? Want to heal yourself from toxic whiteness? This class can help. Ask a New Yorker, is it wrong for white people to wear cornrows? Blazing Saddles, a comedy about stupid white people is on Netflix. How to plan a wedding as a white person without appropriating. Stupid white people, dear white people, locks are, are not just hair. Slate voice, Santa should not be a white man anymore. But then today they said that black Santas were a problem because it was cultural appropriation. White people, please think long and hard before covering Beyonce's formation or Rihanna's work. The Oscars are way too white again. White women drive me crazy. Healing from toxic whiteness. The women behind a course helping white people tackling internalized racism. White people need to stop saying namaste. 17 foods that white people have ruined. Dear white people, director has a message for white viewers. Welcome to the revolution. Professor, some white people may have to die. You know, it's unbelievable. The unbearable whiteness of Hollywood. The unbearable whiteness of intersectionality. The unbearable whiteness of traveling. The unbearable whiteness of cycling. Ain't I a woman? The unbearable whiteness of allies. What? You guys, you have to realize, like, if you have enough money, you can you can control the narrative. Um, so in previous lines of business, I would write articles and I would pay publications to print my articles for whatever narrative I wanted them to do. And I would do that across multiple publications, big name publications that you guys know. Uh, and 
that's how you control a narrative. So with enough money, you can you can have anything you want printed. So that right there is a clear sign that some consulting firm, some you know strategic company, uh, wrote up a bunch of articles and paid money across all of these publications to have the article uh, printed or, you know, to be included. That's exactly how it works. These aren't, you know, when you see these articles, these aren't people, you know, in some cases, they're an actual writer that works for the New York Times, but they're really just contractors. They're really just people that submit articles and pay in most cases for them to be printed in their publication. And that's how these, these publishers make money. That's how it works. Look at this, 29 reasons I envy people who decided not to have kids. Professor, I chose not to have children because they'd be white. Having kids can ruin your romantic relationship. 10 reasons you should never have kids. Seven reasons to not have kids that are supported by science because you're never getting that sleep back. This is just like disgusting. The child-free life, the latest version of having it all. How child-free people decide not to have kids. Why not having children is okay. Nine reasons why not having kids is the best choice I've ever made. Want to fight climate change? <laughs> you were just talking about having yeah. children. I'm telling you, they're consulting strategic <laughs> firms, and it's bullshit. Oh it's it's like the 4 a.m. talking points for, for publishers. <laughs> this is, like, ridiculous. Oh my God. Uh, should we be having kids in the age of climate change? Please stop me when I'm going to have kids. I mean, what the hell? And then there's another one, the promoting of like constant interracial stuff. It has to be interracial couples always because white people are evil. It's just insane. What these people are doing is absolutely ridiculous. This is a danger to our democracy. It's the same thing. It's just in print, you guys. <laughs> it's yeah. all and and all of it, it go it, all of it is an agenda to destroy America. Yep. It really this is, is all part of my wake up, and I hate to even see it now. It just makes me sick. It makes me sick too. And you know, it's like none of this um None of these uh, people actually like care about anybody. I mean, it's not like they're doing, they're writing these articles to like be helpful. No. And then we see, look at this. You know, you want to learn, you want to see something shocking. The word racist and racism, it was hardly used in the 1970s, 80s, 90s, 2000, 2010, and then here's 2020. You know, right around Obama's term, it just skyrockets. And these are publications. In blue is the New York Times. In red is the Los Angeles Times. The green is the Washington Post. And the yellow here is the Wall Street Journal. So what does this tell you? I want to know about all the other publications, because these are all just shill papers and publishers that are, you know, spewing this garbage forth. Yeah. Like, what about here. everybody else? Because I guarantee you they weren't talking about it. Yeah. Here, white privilege, racial privileges, whiteness, racial hierarchies, white supremacism. This is like, it, 
Oh, it's so frustrating. Systemic, structural, or institutional racism that was never talked about uh, until recently. Racial inequality, disparities, gaps until recently. So this is like, look, that tells us a lot of the story here. And they're all on the rise. Yeah. And for March 17th, 2000, the United Nations new report on replacement migration issued by UN Population Division. UN projections indicate that between 1995 and uh, uh, 2050, the population of Japan in virtually all countries of Europe will most likely decline. In a number of cases, including Estonia, Bulgaria, and Italy, countries would lose between one quarter and one third of their population. The report examines in detail the case of eight low fertility countries, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, Republic of Korea, Russia Federation, UK, US, and two regions, Europe and the European Union. The population of the EU, which in 95 was larger than that of the United States by 105 million in 2050 will become smaller by 18 million. Population decline is inevitable in the absence of replacement migration. Oh, so they're telling people not to have kids. They're causing infertility, but then demanding replacement migration. Fertility may rebound in the coming decades, but few believe it will recover sufficiently in most countries to reach replacement level in the foreseeable future. The levels of migration needed to prevent population aging are many times larger than the migration streams needed to prevent population decline. Um, entails volumes of immigration entirely out of line with both past experience and reasonable expectations. In the absence of immigration, potential support ratios could be maintained at current levels by increasing the upper limit of the working age population to roughly 75 years of age. That was in the year 2000. So there, if you don't see, like they're following an agenda um, from... Uh, May 13, 2015, the European Commission, communication from the Commission to the European Parliament, the Council, the European Economic and Social Committee, and the Committees of the Regions, a, Euro a European agenda on migration. Migration will increasingly be an important way to enhance the stability of our welfare system and to ensure sustainable growth of the EU economy. EU interest, maintaining Europe as an attractive destination for migrants. <sighs> oh my God, more immigrants would help solve Europe's demographic crisis. Why Europe needs economic migrants. Pro tip, look at the billionaires who own these news outlets. Exactly, why America needs more immigrants. Japan booming. Now it needs more immigrants. America needs more immigrants to keep the economy growing. Oh, you mean to keep uh, a house of cards from falling that's inevitably going to fall? <laughs> like, hello. They paid a lot of money for this agenda, you know, to get all those stories published. They, they paid a lot of money to shift the, the thinking of the American people and to push their agenda of immigration and, you know, same-sex marriages and bisexuality and, <laughs> right? you know, freaking whatever you are, transsexualism and don't have babies and mm -hmm. and you eat know more what? soy. 
Trump pulled out of that um, immigration compact, and he basically gave his speech. It was like totally against this stuff. And just imagine how much money they've poured into this agenda, right? How much money they've wasted on propaganda. I mean, to them, they must have felt like they had to get rid of him. You know what I'm saying? Well, or all yeah, that because, would be like wasted in their minds. Yeah, that's why I said they've put all their cards in, just like a poker game. They've invested all the money. They've got all their deep state actors basically throwing themselves under the bus. Like, you know, look at the moves that Pelosi has made. She's done. She is done. She. They've broken the law. They have... They have committed criminal acts. They've been compromised so much that they, they've they eliminated their purpose. Like, they've gone all in. It is yeah. precipice to the max. <laughs> and they've got a lot of money on the line. Their whole a future. Everything is on the line. Their control, their power, their, their money, their career their future everything that they worked their entire lives for is on the line right now Mm -hmm. oh in this one i i wanted to share this because i felt like this was a positive thing ivanka this is coming from jimmy wayne ivanka trump just called me on the phone i asked her permission to record her saying hello to everyone she was very nice and listened to me talk about the foster care and aging out crisis um, we, All right, so we have talked about that many times here. We've also talked about CPS. Foster care system in this country is horrible. So I'm really happy that this is something she's looking at. And I thought it was very nice of her to call him. And she didn't know it was going to be recorded. She didn't know people were going to know that she had done this, right? So uh, this is, it's awesome because like so many times I've sent it to Ivanka and to Flotis saying, please help these people. Their kids are yeah. being stolen, like heartbreaking stories. So this is really awesome. Yeah. And it also, you know, you have to wonder how many times has she done stuff like this and we just don't know about it, right? Yeah, same thing as Trump. How many good deeds has he done that no one ever hears about? Yeah. All right, so folks, I'm talking into my camera. Folks, I am on the phone with with Ivanka Trump. She called me on my cell phone. And Ivanka, I just want to say thank you so much for reading Walk to Beautiful. And if you'd like to say something to all the fans out there and all the folks that follow me on social media, here you go. Well, hi, Jimmy, and uh, and hi to all of your followers. <laughs> I really just, you randomly sent me your book, and uh, and I read it, and I was blown away. And you have an incredible story that I think serves as the source of inspiration, certainly to me, and I'm sure many millions of people. So you've been an unbelievable advocate for for children in, in the foster system and, and for some really important reforms that you've seen firsthand need to be made. And uh, and I just want to encourage you to continue that work. And I was not expecting um, mm-hmm. to be recorded, but uh. very polite <laughs> in asking me if this was okay. Yep. Um, and, and it sure is. And, and hopefully you can continue to raise awareness and, um, and I'll continue to help you in any way that I can. Thank you so much. All right, I'm gonna turn this off. I'm officially turning off the camera, right? <laughs> that was pretty cool. 
I don't know his story or anything, but that brings tears to my eyes because, I mean, if he was so passionate about it to write a book about it, to actually have someone in the White House read his book and to personally call him, what an achievement. Like, if that doesn't tell you one person can make a difference, like, that's a big deal. I would be so proud. I would be swelling with pride over that. I know. That's pretty cool. Um, I think that he, what did he say? He does like incredible work. He was in the foster care system. And uh, here he's saying anyone complaining about the call can help me because you've got a lot of people that hate her and hate the Trump family. You can help me build a youth facility in North Carolina. We're finalizing the last inspection December 17th, 2020, and we'll begin building when it warms up. So he's actually doing things to help people. What are these people doing to complain and whine? Well, he probably got, you know, the dog typing on the keyboard, the concerned hipster, the confused time traveler, you know, that's what he probably got. It sucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got a bunch of like, forget her. She's using you. Blah, blah, blah. What jerks. Anyways, that just, you know. Because, you know, we can't have good deeds in the world. How dare they? How dare you do something for children? Yeah, that's like what they're saying there. Oh, my word. Some people. So um, I wanted to share this real quick because I thought this was awesome. And uh, it's so telling, right? Quote, unquote, new equilibrium. Jonathan Greenblatt. This is the current head of the ADL explicitly laid out woke capital in a TED talk. Instead of structuring capitalism about what people want, supply and demand, you know how it's always been, we must reorient capitalism around woke causes, impact economy. So that's like, oh, how to destroy your country (laughs) and your economy. Just puke fest. I cannot stand this man, he is so evil. In a 2011 TED Talk before he became head of the ADL when it was still run by another mafia criminal, Jonathan Greenblatt advocated the impact economy, a model in which woke corporations push to transform the world. The engine of social change is now the corporation. Listen to this scumbag. The mission is encoded in the DNA of the business because it sets out not just to drive margin, but to create, they start out not just to drive margin, but to create movements. These are about trying to repair a broken status quo. These are about building new equilibria. And what are these businesses? They are representative of the impact economy, where supply and demand converge, not on the notion of a market clearing price, but on the notion of a world changing mission. And we need this. We need this now. <laughs> okay, Jonathan. Um, Soros NGOs have gone on the record advocating that we replace the federal government with impact hubs connected by big tech and tax-deductible NGOs disguised as philanthropy organization. Impact economy, impact hubs, impact investing. Soros-funded Anne-Marie Slaughter seems to be advocating urban areas, impact hubs, 
secede from the U.S. government with the help of international networks. What? <laughs> Listen. But I'm actually as pessimistic as I get, certainly looking at the state of my own country. Uh, but I think globally, we cannot go back, right? I've been saying for 20 years, and many others have, you weren't going to run the world in 2045 by the institutions that were created in 1945. Countries won't stand for it. People won't stand for it. We did try to evolve. We tried to reform the Security Council, and it failed. And at that point, once I accepted that that was just not going to happen, we're going to get more revolution than evolution. Oh, the revolution that you fund, you mean, and create and instigate? Okay. But, and here's the optimistic part, it's certainly not Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg. God help us. That is not what I'm talking about at all. I am saying, though, that small and medium states can combine with lots of other powerful groups, with mayors, and I disagree with you. I mean, if you look at the world urbanizing and you look at what those mayors can do, they have their fingers on the pulse of the levers of change we must make. It can't be done by treaty. It has to be done by real local change. Rahm Emanuel just published this book, Nation City. He's, that's, that's a trend that's been happening for 20 years. So what I see that gives me hope or as I said, impact hubs, hubs that are probably a combination of states, some reinvented international organizations, some foundations, and a bunch of networks. Oh, God, make her stop. Specific right? She's insane. These people, I, I don't want to ever see any of them ever again. I'm tired of all these little experts and influencers and professors yep. and... Sick of it. Oh, they just grate my nerves. Um, 2020 Liberty says her foundation pays out 0.1% and takes a high six-figure salary plus dinners for free on the foundation. That's what they all do, and yet they manage to get tax-deductible status. Disgusting. What a ripoff. What a scam. Now, Jonathan Greenblatt has worked with the U.S. Treasury to make it easy for rich people to not pay into the democratically elected government and instead finance the oligarchic impact economy, which will replace the federal government. You cannot make this stuff up. Um, policy changes are critical to loosen trapped resources and facilitate the entrance of new investors into this space. What is he doing at the White House, first of all? But we also worked with the U.S. Treasury Department to issue a clarification of U.S. tax policy to make it easier for foundations to deploy their corpus in program-related investments. Who let his ass into the Treasury? In this article, he is very explicit in laying out that the impact economy will blur profits and social change in a way that makes it impossible to disentangle the two. None of this is democratic. The agenda is set behind the scenes without our input. It is a shared endeavor wherein the whole can be far greater than the sum of the parts. The social sphere can benefit 
by leveraging the assets and strategies of the capital markets corporate takeover fascism more effective table to accelerate these transactions based on what Ronnie would call profit and purpose. Spoiler alert, you're losing your meat. Yeah, several lines of plant-based products designed to taste like and eventually replace animal-based food beyond beef. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, fuck off. Like, They're all that's, connected. No. That's right. This whole Beyond Beef thing is just yet another agenda, another sponsored lobbyist, strategic communication, 4 a.m. talking point pile of garbage. All of it is. I'm just, yeah. Oh, gosh. It just gets me so riled up. <laughs> it's sad. Um, Nobody wants to eat beyond meat nobody wants to no. no nobody wants to you know swab their cells of their cheek and grow meat yeah. to eat <laughs> nobody DNA. wants this okay nobody but if they put it in the paper enough right and people read this garbage and if they do it long enough and they talk about climate change and cow farts <laughs> and people are gonna believe it it's just insane well, and I just, you know, you can see that we don't have a say. There, this is not a democracy or a democratic process. Uh, this has nothing to do with a constitutional republic and the will of the people. As you can see, what he's talking about is fascism. It's just corporate control of everything. And, and actually, let's just get rid of the government altogether and have big tech and corporations run everything you know, with that international NGOs. Unbelievable. So I wanted to share this story. I thought this was really sad and it kind of um, connects with what we were talking about uh, yesterday towards the end of the show when we started to get into the vaccines and stuff. Um, if you want to call it a vaccine, it's more like um, genetic engineering. Uh, this is from just two days ago. Anti-vaxxer dead. Brandy Vaughn dead. Anti-vaxxer activist who found and learned the risk is found dead by son, nine-year-old. Nine An anti-vaxxer activist who founded the Learn the Risk program has been found dead by her nine-year-old son. News of Brandy Vaughn's death started circulating on Tuesday. However, the date has not been confirmed. Vaughn was reportedly found by her nine-year-old son. This is her uh, website, learntherisk.org. Vaughn has died of unknown causes. Vaughn was a vocal anti-vaccination activist who founded the California nonprofit Learn the Risk. HealthNet News reported that Vaughn was found dead by her nine-year-old son. On her Facebook page, she described herself as a, quote, formal, former pharmaceutical insider on a mission to create a healthier world one person at a time by educating on the real risks of pharma drugs and vaccines, unquote. When working in the pharma industry, Brandy sold Vioxx, a painkiller that was found to double the risk of stroke and heart attacks, according to her Learn the Risk bio. 
That's lovely. She seemed like a very happy person. The painkiller. Yeah. Yeah, right. Don't go don't go against the grain, right? And don't have enough power because if you have if you have things to say that are going to be harmful, then they're gonna take care of you. And not this in a good so way. Sad. The painkiller was later taken off the market. Quote, from that experience, I realized that just because something is on the market doesn't mean it's safe, unquote, Brandy said. Much of what we are told by the healthcare industry just simply isn't the truth. She then spent eight years living in Europe where she saw how healthcare is done very differently from the United States. Upon returning to the States with a vaccine-free son, she was bullied at a pediatrician's office when she asked questions that every parent should ask, like, what are the ingredients in these vaccines? Her bio reads, how come, in other how come children in other countries are healthier but receive far fewer vaccines? A GoFundMe page was launched following her death to go towards Brandy's wishes, including legal action, a memorial, and funeral, and to help fund the Learn the Risk platform. Tributes and cash quickly flooded into the page with people thanking her for fighting the tough fight against Big Pharma. Another woman wrote, a true hero, inspiring me to learn more and be braver. The time I had to learn from her and to chat with her and may, had made a lasting impact. Her legacy will live on and on. May she receive justice. Wow. They took her out. Yeah, here's another headline here. Vaccine whistleblower found dead after saying she'd never commit suicide. Wow, that's lovely. So it's just, and when you think about the timing of this, when they're pushing a, a very dangerous vaccine, she could have been a very powerful and outspoken critic for not using a vaccine to treat COVID, right? There are other things. There is hydroxychloroquine, for example. Um, there's other things. So I just, I find that the timing of it very suspicious, right? Jeez. I'm sure there's probably a lot more stories like that that never make the news, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, look at the, look at what happened in China. Like, uh, oh, I don't remember the guy's name. Uh, the guy, he, the, one of the first whistleblowers on COVID and the police came and arrested him and he disappeared. Yeah. I'm sure there's probably hundreds of doctors and people who've been outspoken on all of this that have been silenced. Yeah, it's like, this is so crazy. It's very sad. Um, you know, and it I happens uh, all over in every industry too, right? You go against big oil, if you go against, you know, big tech, if you... They'll shut you down. Yeah, I mean, she said, I've never had any thoughts of taking my own life, not once, ever. Um, geez, even before I had my son. I have a huge mission in this life. Even when they make it very difficult and scary, I would never take my own life, period. Wow. 
And for the record, I would never take my own life either. (laughs) You know, I I mean, how many times have we seen that where people even on Twitter, you know, exposing some of the stuff, they have to make that claim because too many people have been removed. Yeah. It's just like, Jesus, stuff is crazy. Um, This is a video of her where she talked about being intimidated if I can get it to work. Jeez. Hi, I'm Brandy Vaughn. And- oh, come on. I know that my channel was terminated. Thank you. Trying to play a video for crying out loud. Well, I don't think it's going to let me because you... Probably not because, you know, you're talking about COVID. <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. Okay, let's see if I can play it through um, the InfoWars website. Believe it or not, they put this up in an article, so let's see if that works. Hi, I'm Brandy Vaughn, and for those of you who don't know me, I um, have been an activist speaking out against SB 277 here in California. Wow, what happened to our rights? Yeah. How did I sit back and let this happen? Yeah. yeah. This is a very slippery slope. In this fight, um, I have been under a little bit of heat and I wanted to document this um, just in case. I wanted to show some of the intimidation tactics that I've been under. There's a lot. Um, That's kind of chilling. She did this just a couple years ago. That's really disturbing. She has a powerful voice and she's passionate about the cause and they don't like that. Yeah, what the hell? See if we can make this full screen. Of shady stuff that goes on behind the scenes. I um, got involved in this fight because I used to work for Merck here in Santa Barbara where I live. And I worked there from 2001 until 2003. And I sold Vioxx for Merck. Vioxx was eventually taken off the market and it was proven that Merck had knowledge that it increased uh, heart attacks and stroke by two times and it uh, injured and killed a lot of people. It was eventually pulled off the market and I lost a lot of faith in the healthcare system. Um, I went to Europe and then I came back with a six month old son and I was bullied at the pediatrician's office in San Francisco when I asked to see vaccine inserts and questions about them. That was a huge red flag for me because I already had mistrust of doctors and the healthcare system in general and pharma. And so I did a lot of research and that was four years ago and that was where my vaccine research started. And I realized that they were not very safe actually and not very effective. And I chose not to vaccinate my son. So when I heard about SB 277 in California, I decided that it was important um, to, that my voice was heard and that I was speaking up against it and part of the fight. So when I made that decision three months ago, I know that um, I knew I was going to take some heat for it, but I wasn't quite sure how much heat. And so I'm making this video today to describe the intimidation tactics that have been used against my hide a key being on my on my doorstep, open to the key, and 
the story behind this was a year ago when I bought my house, I hid that deep in the bushes. And six months um, ago, I had looked for it because I thought, well, it's probably not a good idea to have a key to my house outside my, right outside my door. Um, I couldn't find it, but when I came back from Sacramento um, that one time, it was about two months ago, that the key was on my doorstep open um, to the key. That day I had my locks changed and I called an alarm service and I installed um, a $3,000 alarm system two days later. So what happened apparently is someone um, opened the door, the front door, went through the front door, picked the lock and my alarm went off and they immediately disarmed it with the master code which nobody had um, but me. I made sure nobody else had that code. And they disarmed it at the panel with that code. Panel inside. According to the alarm company, um, at 3.45 in the morning, somebody entered in through the front door, the alarm went off. They disabled the alarm by putting in the master code right away into the panel. And then at 3.46 in the, mor in the morning, my hallway monitor sensor went off. Um, so someone went down the hall. And then at 3.48, someone opened my dining room window and then closed it right away. And then if you notice, the dining room window actually faces out towards the backyard, which is much more private than the front door, which they used to enter that time. And then they went over to the keypad, entered the code again, and then left through the front door at 349. After the incident, I talked to some security experts who have actually done intimidation for corporations, and they explained a few things. They said, well, A, they were probably tapping your place, so um, everything I say and do in here is listened to, if not watched. And then opening of the back um, window, because it's a much pri more private way to get in for future reference, for future visits. Um, when I did return home, um, and the, the, the police came in and made sure nobody was here, and then I came in um, after the alarm was set off, after the break-in, and what I did notice was they had left the this window unlocked like this, and before I left uh, for Sacramento, all of the windows and doors were locked, double locked actually. I went through twice to make sure that they were locked. So after that happened, I uh, didn't really feel comfortable sleeping in my house again um, because, of course, they could come in and disarm my alarm whenever they wanted. Um, there wasn't really another way to secure um, the system. I changed the code, but again, who knows how they got the code in the first place. Um, the security expert is pretty convinced that the house is tapped, uh, my phone is, is is being listened to my conversation, my text messages, and then um, my computer, all both my computers as well. The next thing that happened actually was with my computer. So um, one of the things that 
the police um, wanted to know was if anything was taken in the break-in. Of course, nothing was because they weren't here to take anything. I did have a computer here in a hiding spot. And when um, the police were here, I did actually come and look to make sure the computer was still here. And it's um, here above the microwave is its hiding spot. It's not a place anyone would know to look for the computer, and it's not, you know, especially in being here in only four minutes. Two days later, after that happened, um, after the break-in happened, I walked into my place to move some stuff out, and the computer was taken from its hiding place and put in the middle of the floor. And so I came back home to pick up some stuff. I wasn't staying here any longer. And that message was there, which was obviously very scary because clearly somebody had been listening in, um, if not watching where as to where the computer was. So after that, I decided that it would be best to get out of town, and I left um, town for a couple of weeks and really went off the grid for part of good part of that. So after the computer incident um, and leaving town for two weeks, the day that I came back, I had a friend come with me, and him and I arrived at my place and found a ladder open right in front of my door looking into the windows, um, the bedroom window. Now, this is my ladder, but this ladder lives in the garage. Um, so it was clear that somebody had accessed the garage, brought out the ladder through the side of my house, opened it, looking right up into the window, and this happens to be the only window that I had blinds open. So. That was quite a message. Um, the security experts said, wow, what a better message than, than to say we're watching you. And this actually happened the day that I came back into town. So they clearly knew that, um, well, it happened the night before. Um, they clearly knew when I was coming back. The neighbor who was feeding my dogs came over after half an hour after we found the ladder and she's like, she asked, so what's with the ladder? And I said, I don't know. I mean, I didn't put it there. And she said, well, it wasn't there yesterday. So it means that it happened the night before I came back into town after two weeks. So clearly they are watching. The and by the way, it came out that Merck had paid an entire team of people to uh, go after whistleblowers to intimidate them. They employed an entire team of people just saying you know, and she does not, um, she doesn't sound uh, crazy or anything like that. Like, this is a very credible woman. So it's very sad. Um, she should have gotten cameras. I mean, but honestly, what more, what would that do if they're, you know, dressed in black or whatever? These people are experts. They're professionals. They know how to disable cameras as well. So I think that, I mean, who knows? But this is like really did, disturbing. Yeah. Did what she do you say do? That she had worked for them and was anti-vax, or what was? Yeah, she had worked for Merck. Okay, okay, that would make okay. That, that's what I was saying. Yeah. So, so she probably was even more educated <laughs> to what was was going on with exactly. those. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, this is and, insane. And that's, and that's, well, the 
Oh, you cut out. Absolutely insane. And these little messages, these little things they do are to make you appear crazy, by the way, because if you report this stuff to police, like, oh, there's a ladder outside my window, but it's my ladder. Oh, you know, a la my laptop was on the floor of my kitchen. Like, it sounds crazy. You know what I mean? But it's like, obviously, she's not crazy. Yeah, the only thing she could have really done would be to hire like a security guard to live with her or something, you know, like she already spent thousands of dollars on a security system, which did her no good. Yeah, exactly. Really disturbing. Um, was just two days later and that's in the garage. This Buddha was on the floor. Normally the Buddha is pretty heavy. Um, it was on here on top of the, the dog cage. So there's another thing where they'll just do little things, they'll move things, and it's like, so you know, and it's something like this that you know isn't an accident. If that would have fallen over or fallen off of this thing, it probably would have broke. It's not going to go from that to the floor in sitting position. You know what I'm saying? That's something that would let her know, okay, somebody's been in here and moved this thing. I would be terrified. That's scary. Yeah, gaslighting, exactly. And so there's more to the video, but uh, we're at the top of the hour. Um, I will put out the link for that. Yeah, so she was found um, dead by her nine-year-old son. Vaccine whistleblower used to work for Merck after saying she would never commit suicide and having um, prior reports of like being intimidated by these people. It's crazy. Very sad. Yeah, so keep her son in your prayers. And um, she was with the group uh, LearnTheRisk.org. All right, well, good show. A little bit uh, stressful. Everyone's on high anxiety, but, you yeah. know, keep the faith. It's going to be all right. And we'll see you guys later. All right. Way to get the audience all keyed up there, Roxy. Yes. Thanks. It's already in chat. You're you're not going to escape it. I said it's all out there. All <laughs> Good right. luck. Good show, guys. Good job. Bye. 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 Have a great night. Have a great weekend, guys. Thank yeah. you. You too. Enjoy it. All righty, Coach. All right, my buddy. How's it going here? How's the rest of your week been? Great. Uh, looking, looking forward to the weekend. Good looking forward to the next two hours. Actually, let's see what we can get into. All right, let's do it. Initiating satellite scan. All righty, coach.
ride. Here we go. Back with the I-70 and Ghost Play Show here Friday evening, December 11th. Yep, yep. Welcome, uh, welcome, Captain Liberty. Good evening, gentlemen. Great to be here with you guys, as always. Seeing the regular names out there in the live chats of YouTube, DLive. Where else are we streaming out there tonight there? I know we're on Roku. Anybody else watching there just in your living rooms? Great to be here with you. You can communicate with us with a few ways during the show in those live chats if you're chatting with us there by type or text. And we've got a phone text line that's open available during this time as well, 